Ray's series coming up, a trip down to St. Petersburg for another really crucial AL East series, Bones. This should be a fun one. Should be a fun one. A little bit of a get-right series for them, maybe. Uh, the Rays have not been great in their last series against the Angels. Maybe a time for the Jays to bring out the heavy bats. Yeah, and they got the heavy arms going on the mound. We're going to talk about you know our hype train selections, our Thursday scaries. We also got a prospect roundup coming today. Plus, he was a Blue Jay. Perfect record on the line once again. It's Locked On Blue Jays, and it starts right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you so much for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. Your Friday episode right now. Before this series versus the Rays, we're recording on the Thursday off day. And today, like we started last Friday and like we will continue for the rest of the year, it's prospect roundup time. So essentially what Bones and I are going to do is pick three different prospects each that we want to highlight due to good performance recently or good performance this year. Guys, we think you should keep an eye on or that we're excited about. At least one of them has to come outside of MLB.com's top 30 prospects we want to give you a sleeper but the other two can come from within the top 30 if they want if we want to essentially uh bones i had a fun time looking at these prospects some pretty good weeks going on here some pretty good weeks some not so great weeks but uh it's our job to fish out the good ones right absolutely yes we are uh we would be in a tough spot doing the uh who are the prospects you should give up on (laughs) (laughs) on logged on blue jays I'll kick it to you first. Uh, who's the guy you're looking out for right now? All right, so last week I went with, uh, I did one guy inside the top 30. That was Sam Roberts, the the Dutch pitcher. Uh, and then the other two guys are outside the top 30. This week I took a little bit of uh, the opposite. I took two guys inside the top 30, first of which is the Blue Jays' number one overall prospect in Gabriel Moreno. Certainly a name that you might have heard. Uh, a catching prospect, 22 years old out of Venezuela. He's in AAA right now. Good chance we might see him at some point later in the year, uh, especially if there are more catching injuries. But uh, he's a guy that, that the Blue Jays and Blue Jays fans should be very excited about because. He's a power hitter a little bit. He's a good defender. Uh, and in his last games, 12 hits, 9 RBIs. And I'm not much of a nerd, but uh, a BABIP of 462. And a BABIP is batting average on balls in play. So uh, if he's hitting the ball, there's about a 50% chance it's a hit right now. And that's pretty darn impressive. And not only that, he's got four walks in his last three games. So he's kind of doing whatever he can to get on base. And what can you really ask for other than that? Especially from the catching position, which isn't usually known for its ability to hit. So Moreno is a very valuable prospect for the Blue Jays right now. Uh, and one that I think Jays fans should be real pumped about. Absolutely. Number seven overall prospect in baseball. He's the third highest rated or fourth highest rated prospect that's not already in the majors yet. And Adley Rushman probably would be there if it weren't for injuries and other stuff going on. So, yeah, he's a guy I hope to see in September uh, or earlier. But someone who legitimately, I think, could fight for the starting job going next year. So. That is a, a lot of fun. I'll, I'll take my one. I'm only doing one top 30 pick this week, and I got to go 
with my boy Adam Klopfenstein. This man is a right-handed pitcher pitching right now for Vancouver. And he, you know, his overall numbers are pretty good, but it's about progression right now for him. He's getting better and better after giving up, what was it? Let me count here quick. Nine earned runs in his first three starts. He's only given up two in the last two starts total and 10 innings pitched. And you go to his last one specifically against Everett. He starts and goes five innings, only surrenders two hits, one earned run, and strikes out six. His command is getting a lot better. He's continued to strike out guys at a decent rate. And he's just simply not allowing runs. And I think, you know, he's a guy that the Jays definitely are interested in moving up in the system. Third round pick out of high school in 2018. Now that we're getting to his true third year in the minors, uh, it'll be really, really fun to see if he can break into the double-A level midway through this year. And he stands as potentially a guy that could end up being, you know, fighting to get on to the major league roster next year, I think. But only 21 years old, six foot five, really big guy with a really big arm. I, I think he is a definite guy to look out for for next year's roster. Tall pitchers are so much fun, and I bet you he's a little bit taller than six five. Uh, right yeah. about now. So Klovenstein, definitely a guy that you should keep your eyes on. I like that one from you, Ben. Uh, for my second guy, I'll join you down in Vancouver for the Jays' third overall prospect. That's Leo Jimenez, a 20-year-old middle infielder out of Panama. This guy started the year ugly, and it was really, really bad. He had 139 through his first 11 games, just had five hits in 48 plate appearances. Obviously, that's not grounds to give up on him, but... You know, at some point, you got to be like, geez, I mean, the number three overall prospect in this system is hitting 139 to begin the year. Uh, but here's the thing. He got hot. And in his last eight games, he's hitting 379. Uh, and his slash numbers are pretty ridiculous. A 487 on base percentage. Pretty much getting on base half the time he's at the plate. A 621 slugging, which puts his OPS up around 1,100, which is pretty absurd. Uh, of course, those numbers aren't going to stay there all season, and if they did, you'd probably see him in the majors soon. Uh, but Leo Jimenez is a pretty exciting player, one that uh, maybe is a couple years out. I'd set that MLB ETA maybe in 2024, especially because the Blue Jays' middle infield is pretty solid right now. But he's a guy that you should keep eyes on keep his name in your head uh maybe check his baseball references fan graphs page every once in a while because i think he will be making a, a strong start in his career for the jays one day yeah i mean you can never have too many middle infielders that could swing the bat and i think that you know they're always looking for you know the next shortstop the next second baseman and it's it's fun to see him kind of bouncing back the minor league season can be tough on guys and you go through rough stretches but now he's back. He's hitting well. Another guy with Vancouver that's still raking, that's my second prospect, is P.K. Morris. First of all, love guys with uh, unconventional two, you know, like acronym names. There's P.K. Subban in the NHL. But other than that, it's just Subban and Morris. And then uh, you look at his week last week, and it's even more exciting than just a name. The guy batted 500 over the past week. In his last seven games total, he has 11 hits, six extra base hits, four doubles, and he had a two-homer game. He's really having his best year of his career right now with an OPS of 913 wow. after a career OPS in the mid-750s coming into the year. He's a fun guy to watch, and I think 
you know, coming from the first base spot, it's a little clogged up, but whether it's trade value or trying to see if he can play a corner outfield spot, he could be someone to look out for going forward. Yeah, I like that. Uh, another guy who can who can swing the bat. That Vancouver team, I think they're 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 looking pretty good. That's all I'm saying. A lot of prospects that were highlighting yeah. coming out of there. Uh, I had Addison Barger last week, another middle infield from Vancouver, and Sam Roberts uh, also on the Canadians. So maybe uh, maybe start looking towards those games. Probably pretty exciting to watch. Uh, all right, uh, for my final prospect, I'm going all the way back up to Triple A ball to Buffalo. Uh, Lorgan Warmoth is my last one of the day, an outfielder. Uh, and here's where it gets, actually he's not an outfielder, he's a middle infielder, excuse me, but he also plays a little center field. Um, here's where it gets a little bit, uh, I get, I don't know, I'm, I'm towing the line a little bit here because of course he's a prospect, but he's 26 years old. Uh, so he's probably feasibly getting into the prime of his career. Not a guy that's necessarily high on anybody's board. This guy's far outside of the, the, the top 30 for the Jays. Uh, but he's hitting the ball really, really well right now. In the month of May alone, he's hitting 409 with a 536 OPS. This dude is, is an on-base machine. If Kevin Euclid never existed, you could call him the Greek god of walks. Six walks in seven games, and I'm going to return to the BABIP stat here. A 474 batting average on balls in play. That's pretty sensational, especially for a guy who... Maybe had already been counted out on uh, some guy that uh, probably the, the Blue Jays organization probably thought of as a career minor leaguer, uh, and he's trying to break out of that mold and say, uh, "No, I got to get out of here." So um, Logan Warmoth is my last one. All right, well, I'm going to pick a, another guy for my final one that you know is maybe someone who you know could have been forgotten to 2015 international signing shortstop Luis Dos Santos. He's with double-A New Hampshire. He's only 23 years old, but he had struggled a little bit through his first couple seasons in the minors. This year, he's starting to break out for sure. Batting average, the highest since he was in rookie ball at 282, 761 OPS. That's the highest of his career as well. And a lot of it comes down to what he did in the most recent week, batted 417 in the last week of games. And that's really to scoff at for sure. Three doubles in that stretch, three RBIs as well. He's walking a lot too. He's a guy who still needs to keep it going, but could he be a utility guy who can swing the bat a little bit for the Jays? I think so. At 23 years old, hitting pretty well in double A and could play the middle infield. That's a valuable prospect. Luis De Los Santos, I, I think should be a fun guy to watch. But you know what, Bones? Uh, I, I've had a ton of fun doing our other prospect roundup, our second one so far. We're going to be back doing Friday prospect roundups every week with our top three. And we're going to be back in a moment to name our Thursday scaries ahead of a Friday series. It's Locked On Blue Jays, and it continues next. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting on your special day. And then how about opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff 
from Built. Built Bar's got you covered on your special day. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow so go get them today at Built.com and use our offer. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Go to Built.com, get those birthday cake puffs now. Jump the gun, got to do a little. He was a Blue Jay before we get into our Thursday scaries. Thanks so much for listening to our Friday edition of Locked On Blue Jays. Now make Locked On Now your second listen. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, he was a Blue Jay. Uh, no more pageantry because it's serious because Bones is 11 and 0. Uh, Sniped <laughs> three different he was a Blue Jays in my frustration last episode uh, that we did it. So now we're getting geared up for his 12th opportunity on he was a blue jay uh, are you ready to go boats i'm ready uh, I, I can't say the pressure's not on because you know you're at 11 and 0 but uh, you know i'm going to do my best and go out there and be confident in my ability i think the pressure's on me if anything uh, we'll see sure. what happens here uh, again, pre-wrote these before Bones' big record, so I'm not making them harder. What he's got to do is guess uh, some sort of niche Blue Jay based on five different hints that I give about their careers. Uh, he gets about 30 seconds or three guesses for each hint, or he can just pass and go forward because unless you're Phil Necro, it can be tough to get it on the first two hits. <laughs> Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Hint number one. This utility infielder is best known as a Cub. Best known as a cup. All right. Well, my first two thoughts are Ryan Terrio and Mike Fontenot. Is it either of those guys? It is not either of those guys. Okay. All right. I guess we'll move on. All right. Career path. Cubs, Dodgers, Blue Jays. Cubs, Dodgers, Blue Jays. Best known as a cup. I'm trying to think of guys who are known as Cubs and a utility infielder, like utility. In, oh, it's no, it's not Ben Zobrist because um, he didn't go, obviously, different career path. Um, Mainuri Kawasaki was only a really a Blue Jay. Um, utility infielder, like Sean Rodriguez, who was a Ray and a Pirate and never a Blue Jay. Um, all right. Utility Cub. Yeah, go ahead. This one I don't think is going to help you, but we'll see what happens. Uh, his walk-up song with the Jays was Return of the Mac. Oh, that does help. Oh, that does help. I've, I've told you about it before. Oh, no. It's like my that? favorite walk-up song. Who Return of the Mac once again. No, Gosh, who on. is it? You You've told me that to before. Me. I have. It's my favorite walk-up. Is it like Ryan Goins? It's not Ryan Goins. Oh, my uh, gosh. This is going to piss me off because you told me about it. I have. That's oh, what I was thinking when I put it in there. So utility infielder, Cubs, Dodgers, Blue Jays, return to the back. That's three God. hints so far. I do think oh. you're going to get it. Um, I'm not that confident that this is the week you go down. All right. We'll go on. Move on. Okay. So, you, again, utility infielder, Cubs, Dodgers, Blue Jays, return to the back. Uh, for some time frame clarification here, he was a Jay briefly in 2015 during the first ALCS run, but actually played over 100 games for the Jays in each of the 2016 and 17 seasons. 
Okay, that doesn't help either. Oh, now I'm just stuck on Return of the Mac. I'm just stuck on the walk-up song. Who was that? And he was a Dodger, Cub, Dodger, Blue Jay. Huh. Was it like Jerry Hairston Jr. or something? No, he was a Yankee and a Met. Um, dang it. He must have been a Cub in like the early 2010s and then a Dodger for a five minutes or something and then a Blue Jay at the end. He had a short career, I assume? Yeah, you were pretty accurate with your, uh, with your assumptions there. I will say. Okay. <sighs> Who is the return of the Mac guy? I hate this. Uh, so I just want to go back through our texts and see who it was. So the hints, the hints again, utility infielder best known as a Cub, Cubs, Dodgers, Blue Jays, walk-up song, return of the Mac. Uh, and he was a Jay briefly in 15, but played over a hundred games in 16, 17. Would you like the fifth and final hint? Sure. Final hint, trying to keep the 11-0 record alive on he was a Blue Jay for Matt Bonaparte. Uh, he was a gold glover at second base, playing alongside Starlin Castro. What? Who gold was glover. Starlin Castro's second baseman? Well, he wasn't. For like he two, wasn't. Go ahead. For like two years, he was uh, basically the double play partner of Castro. Maybe you could, you could argue three years. I don't, I really, I have no idea. Kelly Johnson? No. Not Kelly um, Johnson. He played on like almost every AL East team. Kelly like Johnson did. a cub. Like who's a cub? He's on the ropes. Yeah, I am. Like I really don't know who it is. Perfect record <laughs> on the line. I'm going to run through know, the hints one more time. You get hold two on, more hold on. I think, dude, the return of the Mac thing is throwing me off like nothing's ever thrown me off. <laughs> uh, I I wanted like I keep trying to think about the other hints, but all I can try and remember is who you said Return of the Mac was. I like that. I like thought that wasn't a helpful players. hint. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's a great. He was a Blue Jay. Um, <sighs> not that he's like a huge star anyway. Like I mean, you already know he's a utility infielder. Was he ever an um, All Star? He was never an All Star. Top ten in rookie of the year. I think I'm gonna miss here. I don't even have a guess. Don't ever get. Are you tapping out? Uh, hold on, give me a couple more seconds here. Okay. Um, Bones has got names already, like Phil Necro. Who'd you get? Jack Morris last week. Oh, Kevin God. Millar. Adani Echevarria. Miguel Montero, which I still can't believe you got. Um, Melvin Upton had- Jr. I don't know. I'm, I'm tapping out. I don't know it. Bones is tapping out to move to 11 and one on Darwin Barney. Darwin, Darwin Barney. Barney. <laughs> I knew <laughs> Darwin Barney. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. That was oh, a slam of the table for, uh, for everyone listening. <laughs> that really sucks. I hate that. I, for the first time, and you're not enthusiastic or shocked away because you didn't get it, give us the tagline, please. He was a Blue Jay? <laughs> yeah. Darwin Barney uh, had a good career. Uh, played eight years in the majors. God, I knew Darwin Barney. Three-year starter for the Cubs. Went to the, You said, like, Dodgers for five seconds. He was literally a Dodger for 24 games total yeah. uh, across two seasons. 
He was traded from the Cubs to the Dodgers in 14, then traded from the Dodgers to the Jays in 2015. Who did the Jays trade for him? I actually do not remember that trade at all. They traded Jack Murphy, a minor leaguer who I don't believe ever made the majors. But uh, Darwin Barney came up to return of the Mac, one of my favorite walk-ups. And he's my favorite. He was a Blue Jay because we finally got bones on the 12th try. Good job, though. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. You hit your first 11 and you were bound to lose at some point. Uh, the Jays were bound to lose some games, and they did in the last two series, but hopefully they can bounce back against Tampa. We're going to talk about the guys on the hype train that we think can keep them going and name our Thursday scaries because we're recording on a Thursday for an upcoming Friday series, the guys that you should be worried about on this Rays team. And trust me, it's the Rays. So there are a lot of no-name guys who you all of a sudden will dislike. We're going to talk about that coming up next on the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. Leafs fans, uh, you know, we're recording this before, but Leafs gearing up for a big game six. So either congrats to the Leafs on winning their first series since 2004, or here we go again, another game seven, regardless of what they're doing. If you want a little more incentive, a little more feeling than you already have for these Leafs playoff matchups, head to Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info you can find the latest odds odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs major league baseball scores fighting even next season's mlf futures this is gearing up to be you know quite the series for the leafs and just like locked on syracuse's brad klein says about the mets this time of year this leafs team is just feeling a little bit different right now so head to bet online and you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping up shop here on Lockdown Blue Jays, Matt Bonaparte and Ben Shulman with you. The Blue Jays, two tough losses to the Yankees, brings them down to 17 and 15, heading down to Florida to St. Petersburg to take on the Tampa Bay Rays at the Trop. Ben, I hate the Trop. Uh, I think you probably do too. It stinks. Uh, It's not good for baseball. It stinks. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, it's a a warm place to have an entirely closed ballpark. Uh, And it's an interesting decision to build a ballpark with a roof not tall enough that baseballs can hit it. Uh, And also, (laughs) I don't like the Trop because the Jays historically do not perform so well at the Trop. Recently, no one does because the Rays are filthy. Uh, They are ahead of the Jays by two games now for second place. They're obviously you know, a team that has made some deep playoff runs, including the 2020 World Series. So it's, uh, yeah, not a fun place necessarily to bring your baseball team to, both aesthetically and baseball-wise. Yeah, and, you know, you said it, like, the Rays have become this team over the last, like, five or so years that are just always good and doesn't matter who they have on their team. I mean, if you just go to baseball reference and you look at the Rays and if you go to a a team's page, it shows you the best 10 players on the team, according to war. If you do that, I guarantee there are some names on here that you've never heard in your life. JP Fire Eisen's he's relatively known. Then you've got Drew Rasmussen, who I didn't know. Uh, Then you've got Taylor Walls, Jeffrey Springs, Brooks Raley. Who are these people? Who are they? (laughs) Baseball. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Who are they? I don't know. Uh, so, 
that's just the Rays in a nutshell. You know, obviously there are the superstars on the team too. Uh, you've got Randy Rosarena, Kevin Kiermeyer, not necessarily superstars, but the, the names you know, G-Man Choi, Mike Zanino, Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, all those guys. But it's really the players that you haven't heard of that are going to kill you in the end. Uh, so let's give our Thursday scaries first, Ben. Yeah, so mine, uh, you know, a, a name that you would know, but maybe not necessarily associate with stardom, Manuel Marco, spent some years, uh, obviously, in San Diego. Now he's in his third season with the Rays, and he's having by far the best season of his career. After being a lifetime high sixes OPS guy, he's batting 337 with a 400 on base percentage, a 500 second, and an even 900 OPS. And the dude has been raking recently, seven for his last 14 with eight RBIs in those five games and three home runs in the last five games that he has played. Margot's a scary dude. He's obviously got some big pop. And he was someone that was supposed to be a big prospect. Didn't really pan out early on, but he's 27 now. He seems to be in his prime right now. And he could be, you know, a, a scary bat where when you're already worried about some of the big guys, like you mentioned, like in a Rosa Reina or something like that, Margot comes up and hits a homer and all of a sudden you're just like, well, what, what is this race team? And how do we stop again? These kind of like no name or non-household name guys that continually just seem to get them to long playoff runs. Margot's one of those guys. And I'm scared of him coming up for this series. Margot absolutely is one of those guys. Uh, another guy uh, for me that probably isn't necessarily one of those guys, but is still incredibly scary in the lineup. Uh, is Wander Franco. At 21 years old, he has become one of the most exciting young hitters in the game. I think one of the guys like him and Soto uh, are probably the two young players right now that I think are the only ones who probably have a shot at 3,000 hits in their career just because they're such pure hitters, and these guys just really hit the ball. That's what they're about. That's what they do, and these kind of stay above that uh, hit-per-game uh, pace. I think – Franco's currently at 38 hits on the year and they played under 38 games. So that's pretty impressive. Only 32 games on the season. So he keeps moving along and, and he had a bit of a bad series against the angels, kind of like the rest of the Rays did, but even so in the first game, he went three for five and then a couple offers, but the guy is still raking. Uh, and I expect him to do the same against the blue Jays, a guy that's just going to get a hit when you don't want the other team to get a hit uh, in the worst kind of spots. Franco is going to be a menace on both sides of the plate. Yeah, no, he's a problem and will be a problem. I mean, I think with all of our talk about the Rays, the fact that they actually paid him when they essentially pay no one tells you just how good they think Bronco is because they are not willing to shell out money for most people, but they would not let this guy walk. He is quite the player. Uh, he's going to be a tough out, absolutely. I will enter, I think, uh, Vladimir Guerrero's name to the guys who could get 3,000 sure. hits in their career because he uh, he's a pretty good contact guy as well, but Franco is is a phenom and a problem. I'm, I'm hoping my hype train guy can stop him though. We are expecting to see on Saturday, the return to the rotation for Hyunjin Ryu. And I think he is happy that that return is coming at Tropicana field. Three starts there in his career, 13 and a third innings pitch. He's only allowed four earned runs for an ERA of 2.7, only on one homer, 15 strikeouts to four walks. Not expecting him to pitch that deep into the game, but if he can give, you know, a very solid four innings or maybe get to five if he's really pitching well and the pitch count stays low, uh, that would be a big boost for the Jays because 
look, we've hyped him up and he's done well. But when you swap Ryu in for Stripling into the rotation, it really boosts the cachet of the rotation once again. If Ryu can be even half of what he's been for the last couple of years. So uh, I'm excited to see him. I went with Kikuchi last week, which is, was a bit risky, and it paid off for me on Hype Train. I think I, I feel pretty confident going to another pitcher again here and seeing what Ryu can do, sandwiched between Gosman and Manila. You mentioned my Hype Train uh, in Kevin Gosman. I've picked him a couple times now. He's a guy that I'm hoping goes in and, and carves up that lineup once again, like he's kind of done all year long. I think that Gosman is without a doubt – uh, you don't necessarily have to talk about best pitcher in the majors right now. I think that could go to a, a bunch of different guys. But if you're just talking about filthiest pitching, I think Kevin Gossman takes the cake in terms of starting pitchers. The dude is ridiculous. I mean, some of the things he makes a baseball do are downright diabolical. A guy is ridiculous. I've never seen somebody make a baseball make an S shape before in my life. We will get to see Gossman. Uh, start the series against Drew Rasmussen in game one. That should be uh, pretty exciting. Ben, this is going to be an interesting series for the Jays. Of course, coming off that Yankee series where you lose two games, you really don't want to, uh, but hopefully our hype trains can take down our Thursday scaries. But that's all the time we got from that phone apart. And Ben Shulman, thanks for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day next time you hear from us will be on monday when we're recapping this race series so make sure to tune in wherever you get your podcast for everything we have to say about it now make your second listen locked on mlb with paul francis sullivan and please call him sully he brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts